Put your head on my shoulder Hold me in your arms, baby Squeeze me oh so tight Show me that you love me too Show me that you love me too Put your head on my shoulder Okay, let's <laughs> Hello, hi, welcome. The show's name is Politics. Although I call it Politrix and the title of this episode is The Beekeeper. My name is Presh and for the first time ever we have a guest co-host, my friend Dull. Hey, what a do baby? <laughs> How you doing, Pressure P? I'm my good. friend. I'm good. I know this guy since high school. Yeah. You are homies. You know. Were. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> is this the breakup now? Or you like <laughs> we were homies, but you know, there's a real shift from being high school friends to being friends after school and after college and working friends. And you know, fair enough. Uh, uh, I but, agree. Uh, thanks for welcoming to the show. Very nice to be here. Oh, I'm cool, cool. At my own house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we are in fact podcasting from his house, and uh, there's a few dogs running around here. So if you hear any put her patch off their yeah. their paws, you know. That's not me running around. That's a, <laughs> that's a little dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so some cleanup from last week. I forgot to give Ferrari a rating at the end of the movie. Have you seen uh, Ferrari? How's it tell me the rating? Maybe I should check it out. So I initially gave it a nine. Yeah. But after yeah. thinking about it, I'm thinking about bumping it up to a ten. Oh yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Who's acting with it? Do you know who Adam Driver is? Maybe. He sounds like a, he should be driving now. <laughs> so I could definitely give that movie a shot. I'll definitely watch that. <laughs> sounds right. Yes. Is he directing or is he acting? No, he's the main actor. Even better, it's, bro. Uh, a biopic about the man Ferrari. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yes, he's... Do you know Star Wars The Force Awakens? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the bad guy. Okay. He's well, Kylo Ren. To be honest, those movies, like, with those uh, stories about... Uh, What's that other one, for example? What uh, Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah, those sort of movies. Uh, I think those are nice, inspiring stories. But also, just it's cool to see the scenes, even things like Need for Speed. So it's just fun cinematics. Hmm. I'd say. Yeah. Fair enough. So I hope this one. Would you say it's a nice, more realistic story, or is it? Uh, yeah, it's fun? it's based on a true story. Yeah. But some true stories have fun cinematics. Yeah. Just imagine okay. Well, I don't know. Why is a true story? Should okay, I? So. I don't know if I should spoil it, but there's a horrific accident in the movie. Oh shit! And it is very cinematic, but uh, just for that one scene. Well, it's again, it's cinematic throughout the movie, but that oh, one okay. is what I'm thinking of when you say right. cinematic. That was a right. a shocking moment in the cinema. I guess. I, you know. Oh, I'll try that. Do you know the the painting, the scream? Yes. That was my face when I saw that. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I was doing the scream. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Anyway, can we get into the news for the week? Sure, sure, sure. So we've got some casting news. Casting news. Okay. Do you know who? Wait, went? wait. Excuse me. I have news first because my news is short. So I think can I start? All right. Fair my enough. news is that I heard that there was an earthquake in Soweto. Mm. Did you hear about that? Yes, I it saw was, it trending on Twitter. Oh yeah, it was a little earthquake though. And but, you know, not too bad. I guess yeah. I feel for those people who might have suffered it. 
But you know, I don't feel anything. I just that was the only kind of news mm. that I heard about. We don't usually get natural disasters here, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like the climate is changing. For true, that's mm. it was one way and now it's another way. Mm-hmm. It's it's changed. The climate has mm. changed. That is, you know, that is true. It's, it's not the same. I like how you emphasize just, that. And we didn't even notice. That's true, bro. The climate has flipping changed, bro. Mm-hmm. Even now, the way things are, the weather is, is very strange. But yeah, someone should make a movie about climate change. That'll be interesting to watch. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, you're not going to believe this, but uh, a movie we covered a few weeks ago, Aquaman 2, is about climate change. Oh, Listen to me. Uh, Avatar 2 about climate change. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, <laughs> apparently everyone hates that Aquaman movie except me. I'm the only defender. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So I hope you watch it. I hope you uh, uh-huh. have a good time and uh, there'll be the two of us. You know, the two of us against the, 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 the hordes riding on the, <laughs> their horses coming in with their big swords. It's just you and me, like John Stone against the... <laughs> I have a feeling it's like Aquaman, you know, trying to fight out against the world, you know, yeah. trying to join the... I said John brothers. Stone, I meant John Snow, oh. uh, you know, in the Battle of the Bastards, okay. he's there one man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Stone is a footballer, oh. but anyway, yeah. so... Uh, casting news. Casting news. Do you know who Millie Alcock is? Super, like Supergirl? Yes, yeah, she's going to be Supergirl, <laughs> but... <laughs> But do you know who she is aside from that? Uh, uh, Normally she's not Supergirl, I guess. Yes. I don't know, tell me. She was in House of the Dragon. Have you seen that? Isn't that the Game of Thrones extension? Yeah, it's a prequel. Okay. She played the young Rhaenyra. Okay. And she was pretty good, so... (laughs) That sounds cool. So is there going to be a Supergirl movie? Yes. Well... I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I just know that's what they're, hoping. They're, they're rebooting the universe, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So James Gunn, he already cast a guy. His name is David Corrinsweet. Mm. Have you heard of him? Maybe. He was in the movie Pearl. Yeah. So yeah, he's the new Superman. Mm. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. They've been casting slowly. News has yeah, been coming out, yeah. right? And this is the next piece of news. So I don't know if she has her own movie or she's just going to be a side character in the new Superman movie, mm. right? But. Uh, I think she's a very good actress and, uh, you know. It could be a good movie, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although she and Superman look nothing alike. They're oh. supposed to be cousins, but yeah, <laughs> they look very... Superman. They could be cousins, twice removed, third removed, you know. Sure, and plus, sure. we don't know what their genetics are. Yeah, like they're aliens, matter. that's true. You know. Yeah, uh, alien cousins may look very different. You know, Fair we, enough. We, we don't judge. You know what, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I wasn't thinking and you <laughs> you were two steps ahead of me. No, I'm just thinking about, you know, Martian man. Yeah, Martian man. Yes, he's yeah. green and his nephew is... His niece is a or white Martian. Yeah, so mm. they cousins. You could you could say they could. They're be. not cousins. They niece and nef- niece and I uncle. I mean, in some relationship, someone would be a cousin in that sort of way. You know? <sighs> sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But you <laughs> know what movie I was thinking about? Interesting, uh, Mr. Fantastic and the Fantastic Four. I really enjoyed that old one, but. Uh, there was one I remember seeing, I think with that guy, Miles Teller, yes. and he was Mr. Fantastic. That was a pretty interesting one, you know, uh, but then it kind of got quiet, so... Yeah. It's uh, very interesting you brought up the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, because the next piece of casting news, <laughs> uh, Pedro Pascal has been cast as Mr. Fantastic. Oh, the guy from Narcos! Yes, yes. 
This guy, he's he's fucking everywhere, bro. I don't, yeah. I don't really. Good though. His on. his uh, agent mm-hmm. must be the hardest working motherfucker <laughs> in the world. That's because true, this true. guy, yeah. he's in the. Do you know the Mandalorian? Yeah, it's yeah, a Star yeah, Wars yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. He's in the TV show The Last of Us. Yeah. He's yeah. he was in the Wonder Woman movie. Yes. He's This guy's all over the fucking yes. place, right? And now he's got a Marvel. A you know, apparently, like the the Marvel movies, they like underpay you, oh, really? and then like they're like, hey, we're giving you exposure, and then you know you go on to another job where they do pay you well, be- oh, because you've got a sly ass Hollywood. Yeah, them motherfuckers you pay damn. pay the actors what they worth. You damn, know, it's a yeah. it's a damn shame. But I'm sure there's some actors also who would. Like fight for how much they would like. For yeah, example, listen. if you hire the rock, you, there's no underpaying him. If he that's his rate, yeah. that's his rate. You know, you Look, can't try and. There was a strike last year because uh, the actors weren't getting getting oh, paid yeah, properly. Do you yeah. remember that? Oh shit! Yes. Yes. But anyway, uh, what do you think of Pedro Pascal? Good actor. I think he's pretty good. I wonder how he do for Mr. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know, Mr. Fantastic's supposed to be a genius. He's, He's supposed to be like the, a nerd. The gray hair on the side, yeah. you know. So compared to the first guy and compared to Miles Teller, we'll see. Young you Grafford. Are they trying to make him like are they trying to make Mr. Fantastic like move him down the color spectrum? The color spectrum. I'm not sure. I think he might be Cuban. Yeah, Pedro that's Pascal. what I'm saying. Like they, they Yes, I understand. Him. Have you seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another uh, version of Mr. Fantastic there, played by John Krasinski. Okay. That was just the, like... They were... It's been fan casting online. You know, Mm. a lot of people online Mm. were saying, we should get John Krasinski in. And they did Mm. that just as kind of like a a joke. Okay. okay. And this is the real one now. So I think, yes, what you are saying, they're going down the color scale. (laughs) I mean, because... I guess, like you say, it's in the multiverse. They can really choose anyone they want. So yes, yeah. I'm, I am. We'll I am interested to see how they, you know, mm. incorporate the X Men and the Fantastic Four into mm. the same universe. Yes, that will be very exciting. Well, probably. that's <laughs> it's going to be coming up in the next few yes. years. And Deadpool, I miss that guy, bro. Is there's a movie coming out in a few weeks? Yes, that's <laughs> the one. I miss that guy. That's what I'm saying. I miss Deadpool. To be honest, Deadpool is like one of my favorite characters, a uh, very cool guy. Huh? But uh, I don't know if it's the guy, Deadpool, I like, or if it's Ryan Reynolds. But I think both, it's Ryan Reynolds. Them, <laughs> no, because I watched Green Lantern, but it's not like Green Lantern is my favorite yeah. guy, you know. But I'm saying, did you like Free Guy? F- yeah, Free Guy was good. Free did, Guy was good. Did you like uh, Red Notice? Red Notice was okay, yeah. Red Notice, Red Notice had a lot of big players you know big names so mm. it's hard to focus on only one did you enjoy mm. the adam project mm, that was okay yeah I all guess, right uh, maybe it, it is fair, deadpool that you lost interesting <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah anyway can we move on to the next uh, new yeah. story awesome. so when we last checked in with afcon south africa had made it to the semi-finals since oh, then yes. we unfortunately lost the semi-final oh. But we did win the third place playoff. So the third best uh, team in Africa. Pretty good. (laughs) Bro, again, I 
I didn't expect us to make it out of the group stages, right? So to finish third is an outstanding result, right? And once again, a huge shout out to Ronwin Williams, who saved two penalties last night mm. in the shootout, right? I googled and he's only 32 years old, which is relatively young for a goalkeeper. It's old for like an outfield mm. player, but for mm. a goalkeeper, that's, uh, you know, you still got eight, nine years out of you. They need instincts on a goalkeeper. So a goalkeeper need to be older, you know. They need to be tapped in with their instincts. That's, yeah, that's but you also theory. you need to be like athletic to jump around, you know. Uh, yeah, of course, that's standard procedure when joining any sort of athletic. Yeah, okay. Training. <laughs> yeah, enough, right. But yes, hopefully one of the big European clubs take notice and try to sign him. Mm. You know, yeah. because uh, is that brain drain. How are we going to try and win next year? Will we? We he's not change, second. He's know? not changing country. He's yeah, changing clubs. Saying, <laughs> you know, I don't want him to go far if, away. If he goes to like Spain, he can you know uh, come back for the finals. No, it just brings his reputation up, oh. and that's good because he's a very good goalkeeper. All right, yes. <laughs> next. So as we've covered in the past, it's extremely likely that Trump will win the Republican nomination for president, right? So I've been trying to avoid talking about it too much. Oh. But this week, uh, uh, in this new story from the Associated Press, written by Michelle L. Price, Jonathan J. Cooper, and Gabe Stern, it's just too funny to skip, okay. right? Nikki Haley was swamped in Nevada's symbolic per- Republican presidential primary as GOP voters resoundingly picked the none of these candidates option on the ballot in the repudiation of the yes. former UN ambassador who is the last remaining major rival to frontrunner Donald Trump. Trump didn't compete in Tuesday's primary which doesn't award any delegates needed to win the GOP nomination. The former president is instead focused on caucuses that will be held on Thursday and will help him move closer to becoming the Republican standard bearer. That leaves the results Tuesday as t- as technically meaningless in the Republican race, but they still amount to an embarrassment for Haley, who has sought to position herself as a candidate who can genuinely compete against Trump. Instead, she has become the first presidential candidate from either party to lose a race to none of these candidates since that option was introduced in Nevada in 1975. Damn. So, <laughs> Damn. That's not, so, so I just want to get this straight. We got this guy running and nobody wanted him. Now there's a new competitor involved, but she's not really a competitor, and they don't want her. So these so people look, are choosing none. This this race is just symbolic. It has nothing to do with the overall race, yeah. right? But it's to put your name out there, hey, right? Counts, bro. So mm-hmm. she was hoping to win this to you know get her name in the conversation, mm-hmm. but <laughs> there's an option to dis, you know to express mm-hmm. your dissatisfaction which is to vote for none of these candidates it's a way for people to vote but to say to to voice their displeasure mm-hmm. right so getting beaten by none of these candidates is fucking funny oh, <laughs> yeah. look uh, i don't know much about uh, politics and politics you know mm-hmm. but uh, it would be interesting if you know when you come to the ballot like you know how we chose a uh, student like you know uh, what do you call them? Leaders in high school. Mm. You know, everybody gathers in the hall and you write down who you want to vote for and the person with the most votes. We could do that, you know. And if you wanted to get your name out there, like you say, you would obviously do that and people would vote for you. But maybe if, I, as a joke, if I said, well, I want to vote for my friend, 
we could do that too, you know. Yeah. And if they happen to investigate and find out that my friend is actually a pretty good candidate, you know, my friend could actually, you know, bump up his game a little bit, get some more followers and gatherers with it, get some more votes, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, just because at this point, dude, people are just, people are just, it's like they have their own agendas and things. If you gave someone a job without their agenda, like time for them to reflect on their own agenda, Maybe, I don't know, how would that job go? Maybe it might be better. Maybe it might be worse. But it's definitely going to be different from what's happening right now. True. Mm. I'm going to be honest. I didn't listen to anything you just said. You went into like a, like a rant about something. I didn't understand what was going on. I couldn't follow. Sorry. It's okay. But the next story is Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin this week. Uh-huh. Do you know who Tucker Carlson is? No. He's a right-wing uh, news person, okay. but he was fired from his news job. Okay. So he started a, a show exclusively on Twitter. Mm. And he... Uh, called something else now? X, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that to me. I was on X. I said, what the fuck is X, bro? Why didn't you just say Twitter, dude? Yeah. <laughs> but sure, sure, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know what his Twitter show is called, but... Uh, I actually watched it and it's a bunch of bullshit, right? (laughs) I played it in the background as I did some work and it was just Putin talking about the glory of Russia, right? Tucker keeps trying to bring up NATO in relation to the Ukraine war and Putin repeatedly denies that the war is about NATO, which is, you know, at the beginning of the war, his whole thing was that NATO is arming Ukraine. That's why we need to attack Ukraine to stop, uh, you know... uh, NATO from wow. expanding. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, uh, who? NATO, who? <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, Re- Putin repeatedly denies that the war is about NATO and it's all about reclaiming Ukraine for the glory of Russia. Right. It honestly felt like I lost two hours of my life listening to that rubbish. It was just, <laughs> it was just fucking nothing, bro. <sighs> but anyway, do you have any thoughts? Nah. All right. The next story. Tyler wins first ever Grammy Award for best oh African music performance with her song Water. Right? Oh my gosh, guys. I can't believe this is happening. Is that what she said in a speech? Yeah, basically. Oh. <laughs> like, I think I heard on the radio, everyone was complaining because of the way she's reacting, you know, for this Grammy. And the way she's speaking, it sounds like, you know, she's so... Uh, ghetto like she comes from somewhere she's not like you know carrying our country and making us proud of the way she's accepting this award in a prestigious uh, event you know she's a little bit slapdash but that's just what I heard you know I believe personally that at the youngest person to get a Grammy you know 22 22 years old dude when I was 22 years old if you gave me some prestigious award I also wouldn't behave like the, the a, a mature adult that I am now bro mm-hmm. like okay I'm gonna be honest I don't know anything about this but really? yeah the thing is like if you're in shock you mm-hmm. may not respond how you would yes. normally respond right yes. so uh, you know she can react however the fuck she wants she's the right. she's the winner Dude. you guys are babies <laughs> crying at home <laughs> like that's a proud achievement and uh, I congratulate her you know I think she did very well that's awesome. And you know what, Doug? Apparently she went to Eden Glen High. 
Wow. Right up the road, dude. Right Damn. up the road. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I went to that school. Exactly, dude. Exactly. So, and so did you. Yeah. I don't know why you did. Small, small things. Small, small world. Things. Yeah. Small. Mm. But uh, it also proves me, I'm sure that I always say that whenever uh, they recognize that now she got her first Grammy, but I'm sure she's been making music for a long time before that. Yeah. So you don't know the sweat and the struggle that was going into it. Now she just had one song and that one song blew off the charts and then she had to throw in that dance and then she won everyone. Wow. One, yeah. two. Yeah. Well, but, that's the thing. I'm fucking washed in music, mm. right? I don't know anything that's going on. Oh. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but... Um, when the Grammy nominations came out for Best Rap Song, like, I saw a tweet about it. Mm. I looked at that thing. I didn't know a single song. Mm. I was just like, yeah, yo, I didn't know that the Grammys was this yeah. week. I it's just like my friend was telling me about it yesterday when Ooh. I saw him. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Let wow. me write this down in the doc. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I see you concerned, like, with your news agendas, news that you're following outside of the country. But the radio, that's where I get all my news from, to be honest. These are all things I just happen to hear when I'm driving, you know, on the radio. Yeah, but it's, you know. it's I do follow South African news. It's mm. just, I don't follow music news. That's yeah, what I'm well, saying. Yeah, that's the problem. The radio, in between all the news that I occasionally <sighs> want to listen to, it's so flippant. They play the same songs over and over again, you know, so mm. that's a little bit boring and repetitive. But, you know, the news can also be boring and repetitive, too. I'm going to be honest, Chief. I have not listened to the radio in wow. many years. Okay. <laughs> just, just, just do us a favor there. Let us know what stations are nice to listen to. Yeah, you know, because I'm a nine four seven guy. Oh no, someone likes five FM. That's cool. Someone likes seven or two golden oldies. If you if you like them golden oldies, that's cool too. Yeah. All right. Well, we're done with the new section. Can we move on to the spotlight? What's in the spotlight? So this is a segment where we try to spotlight a leftist project. For example, a worker-based co-op, any leftist newspaper slash pamphlet slash literature in general, or any opportunities to do praxis. Do you know what is praxis? Wow, what is the spotlight? I'm pretty pra- very on the spotlight right Praxis now. means uh, politics and practice, okay. you know? So say you believe in socialism, right? Mm. What are you doing, you know, what practical things are you doing to bring about socialism? Mm. And oh, mm. maybe not about bring about socialism, but just to make the world a better place. What are you doing? Hmm, that's a good question, bro. You know, in my life right now, my struggle is finding and securing a job, you know. Fair so enough. that's something I'd like to try and help people to get better at, you know. Even if that means forming like some sort of guidance counselor or talking with people who have positions and odd jobs that they need to do so they can get them done, you know, because I can do all these things. I'm starting to feel like I'm a bit stupid, you know. Even mm. though I got all these degrees and stuff. Well, you're definitely not so bad. Yeah, that's mm. how I feel. But why doesn't anyone else recognize that? Damn. So that's what we should be sat in the spotlight on, mm. I reckon. You, know? <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, not me specifically, but this is my struggle. So I'm assuming yeah. someone else is struggling with it. Fair so, enough. you know, that's what I think the spotlight should shine on. Because apparently the other day I also heard there were 800 doctors in South Africa who don't have jobs. Because the government can't afford to pay for pay them dude mm. imagine like you worked for seven years to become a doctor now you have to just do this last little bit just to finish and become official and you have to work in a government clinic but mm. the governments can't accept you because they can't pay, pay you mm. like 
it's that's all fun. ridiculous yeah mm. Mm. so yeah that's my spotlight what about yours though anyway if you would like your work to be spotlighted please send an email to pacepod at gmail.com that's p-a-i-c-i-p-p-o-d at gmail.com with the name of your organization what you do and what people can do to get involved and support this project unfortunately i think we should shelve this section until the podcast becomes bigger than it is now so i've been asking people to email in you know uh you know things to do practice with then unfortunately we only got one email mm. which i read out last week so mm. yeah i'm realizing well now you asked me that hardest question did you answer my question what are you doing i'm still world? speaking you cut in i'm <laughs> can i finish my sentence <laughs> right that being said if you live in the east rand area the organization that i volunteer with is looking for more tutors to volunteer if this is something that you would be interested in and please email the pod now put you into touch with the people running the program so that's what you do that's what i do i tutor kids you know uh, mm. hoping they'll you know learn more and they'll oh these are underprivileged kids these are not like rich kids <laughs> who have all the resources in the world this is like uh, kids in a poor area mm. so yes hopefully they'll learn and they'll you know make the world a better place yeah, I like all right it. okay We yes. can do that. But so anyway, so I like I said, that uh, PC part that so I can, I can just put you into contact. Because <laughs> <with you. laughs> you know, that sounds nice. Maybe I can help some people mm. choose the right things to study so that they don't get stuck mm. not being able to work and shit. But anyway. Fair can we get into the context for the movie? Tell me. So this movie is directed by David Ayer, who is insanely pro-cop and pro-army. and almost all of his movies have to do with some type of law enforcement. Okay. You know may him you may know him from The Suicide Squad, Bright, and he also wrote Training Day. Last oh, nice, nice. Bright Suicide Squad Training Day after. Yeah. Well, movie, police movies, yeah. All of these I'm not like a big I'm not a big fan of his mm. work. Right, but uh like they're fine. Mm. Uh He leans quite heavily on action movie clichés from the 80s and 90s, right? Mm. For example, there'll be like a guy walking away in slow motion from an explosion. Mm. In this Okay, we haven't got into the movie yet, but in this movie, <laughs> he drives away in a truck after blowing up a building. It's the exact same thing as like a Look, bro, if this was any action movie, what are you doing when you're walking away from the building? If you ducking and shit, you shouldn't be blowing that building yeah, up. Yeah, I know. You I need know. to walk out. I know. With swag, bro. I know. That's I'm, I'm just pointing out that it's a cliche. Yeah, <laughs> probably is. But like I'm saying, what else do you want them to do? If you just blow up a building, bro. I don't know. Like how do you leave the scene if not with swag? Like quickly and <laughs> in a rush. <laughs> you throw that shit in and you you know get away as quick as possible. I, well, maybe because you're not a big keeper. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. The beast sting me. This <laughs> sting me fast. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh this movie stars Jason Statham, yes. who I have mixed feelings about. I don't have mixed feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, I know cool. you love him, right? Yeah. Um he's good in certain roles, but he very rarely chooses a good role to play. The last movie of <sighs> Yeah, okay. The last movie of his that I watched was The Meg 2, okay. and I thought it sucked. Okay, okay. Right. Tell me, listen. Why did he say like he doesn't choose the 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 roles do you think like they're giving him bad roles no he i'm not saying 
he chooses the roles yeah. i'm saying he doesn't choose good roles why doesn't he choose good roles like when the mate came to him he should have been like nah the same for me yeah oh. he should be in like you know like a good movie <laughs> i mean if you think about it he got to be half naked most of the time in the mate which is half of his money there what because now you get to see his abs and his skills when he's catching people and shit mm. and they also add a little bit brainy Look, you know, I I understand good. he has a internal strategy that Word. I don't know about, right? Word. He he's choosing based on what he likes. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm saying me looking at him, oh. I think he could be better in in which role? Though? In like a character role. Yeah, yeah. Tell support. me, tell me. Wait, give me an example. Have you seen the Knives Out movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was like a comedic like person in one of those movies, oh. I think he would do an excellent job. Um, right that's just off the top of my head but he only does these action movies where he is like the kills fun right you know man again i'm not i'm not saying he's not i'm yeah. just saying i wish he would do more mm-hmm. right so why would you watch the transporter 2 or hobbs and shaw hobbs and shaw oh yeah i think uh, the fast and furious movies are some of his best work oh, that's oh. because he's also he's not like the best in the universe oh. he's like a cog in the machine yeah. of the fast and furious and i think he works better as a supporting character mm. somewhat mm. but uh yes yeah, so i speaking of the meg right i saw the meg in a theater and it came out on streaming a week later oh. and i felt like i wasted my fucking <laughs> money <laughs> this movie is available on streaming but it was still playing at a theater near me so i against my better judgment i went to, uh, to watch it on the big screen and based on my review you can tell whether or not i thought it was a waste right the beginner yeah okay so at the end of the review we'll we'll we'll, we'll check in we'll check in all right so can we get my thoughts for the movie all right first of all this is a bad shit insane premise for a movie right i think the thing that takes it too far is that the lady kills herself Her daughter said that it can't be suicide because no one loves life more than a mother. A small rewrite I think could have been made could have made this work is that she tells Jason Statham that she's been robbed and he goes after the bad guys. Then when they come looking for him, they kill her and then that makes the bad guys even more directly responsible. You know. Thoughts? Nah, bro. I think uh, it's okay the way it is because like what you say also is a bit of a cliche you know when you're making someone sure. do something was that suicide will be like a tipping point what i like about the movie is it always has this person at the center of it and just one thing tips them over the edge and then they become like a maniac you know so that's <laughs> what that's what i like about it and in all the movies in jason statham there's one tipping point yes i'm not like, talking about say that yeah. i'm talking about her Yeah, she's like to be she, she must she, die, dude. She lives we like a Wow. Wow. The catalyst gets used up in the reaction. Mm. The catalyst is not the main like, Interesting. So that's how you think about women that they're just catalysts. No. Uh, yeah, I, I see I see what this is. Listeners right in. <laughs> the character We've caught this misogynist is meant to die as a catalyst for his actions. Yes. Too. I understand but I'm saying why if she was survive if she survived maybe he wouldn't have decided he'd be like ah right, it's okay it's, you know the world yeah, but away, you know he's oh. going to help her no matter what right mm-hmm. so if she didn't die i think that would have worked better i'm just saying mm-hmm. because i think that suicide was just came out of nowhere 
Yeah, right? Be because careful. it's like... That's how it comes, bro. No. I don't know. From Keep the person you least expect. Wow! From the outside looking in, from the inside, like, she seemed very happy, right? Mm. This one bad thing happens to her and she's like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. It's... That's, that's how crazy. it can happen, bro. That's how it can happen, man. Mm. That's what I'm saying. And I'm say I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm mm. saying it could have been better if mm. what I said. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm agreeing. You know, I think we can agree she to disagree. Must die. <laughs> I, and I'm saying she yeah. must die as well, but she gets killed instead of oh, committing suicide. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, the way of death. Huh? Mm. The way of death. What's that? It sounds like a samurai. Game. It sounds like a. A Bruce Lee, oh, yeah. Game of Death is his uh, oh, movie. Yeah, that's what, I'm saying. what did you death. say? Way of Death. Way of Death. Mm. The Way of the Dragon and yeah. Game of Death. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like a ninja movie. Mm. 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 Anyway, do you want to jump in uh, with some what? points? Uh, what I feel about this movie is. <clears throat> like I said, I just think it's cool that they have this one guy and just one event makes him like pushes him over the edge yes like the yeah. joker yeah like even like the joker you know? yes i know so, <laughs> you love the joker so well, as you were saying that i'm one i'm like <laughs> this guy's talking about it's not like i love the joker for that and especially the new joker i think i only watched it once i, want, I didn't want to watch the game who's the new joker to you uh, who are you talking about the, the, joaquin phoenix no no after that barry kill yeah yeah oh, from yeah. the old the older gentleman. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Is he the older guy, bro? Who's the older guy? From Who? what movie are you talking about? The Joker. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. He's the Joker. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it, what you're telling me right now. Uh, they didn't make him an old guy. He is an old guy. Mm, okay. Now, I just want to talk about the action. So, mm. if you have some points in the action, we can talk about Well, the that's action. one thing, right? Yeah. The power scaling is all over the, pr- the place, yeah. right? He fights three main battles. Yeah. The first is against another beekeeper who he defeats far too easily. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He whooped her. <laughs> all they're talking about is like, oh, you're a Navy SEAL? Mm. Well, you're a fucking pussy next to a <laughs> beekeeper. Yeah, sure. Shit like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you see another beekeeper and she's dead immediately. Like, uh, it takes look, less than two minutes. Look, I, I do admit, the way she died was mad quick, you know? But I guess that's just a veteran versus a rookie, you know? So a veteran will whoop the rookie's ass. No, I'm, no not, I'm not saying that's the... But, I'm saying she should have put up a better fight. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm yeah. saying. No, Obviously, at the end, Jason Statham's going to win. But wow. that, that fight was too fucked. Look, bro, he was just dealing with the death of his uh, favorite auntie... <laughs> his neighbor yeah well that's uh, that's another thing right i i was thinking we should have seen more of them together like if we saw like a 10 minute scene at the beginning of them like maybe like like a, a montage like a montage of jason Statham first coming in and she cooks for him and like that's the thing she mustn't be like why are you getting so attached to this lady so that it hurts when she dies this Remember when one, he's a beekeeper, there are many bees, and when one bee dies, all the bees don't cry. You know, one bee dies. And yeah, l- let me up. let me give so, you a counterpoint. No, that's wait, a real lady, not no, a bee. 
no, let me let me finish what I'm saying okay. about the beehive because we're okay. talking about a beekeeper. My mistake. So he one when one bee dies, you know, it's okay, life goes on. So in this instant you mustn't get so attached to this old lady that there needs to be a montage and thing. It's not like they were lovers or anything. Yeah. He was just like you said, a good neighbor and that's all. And it just takes one small little thing to push him over the edge and that thing was small enough to have your neighbor killed. I don't know. You know? To me, it would have worked better if they were close. We barely see that closeness. That's what I'm That's saying. True, yeah. All he says is, she's the only one who took care of me. But we don't see that. We. That's the type of character this guy's always playing. Dark, brooding, mysterious. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It, this would have worked better. Just 10 minutes, not even less, 7 minutes. Just, <laughs> just have, have her like bake a... A, a pile a, a pile a, yes a, that's exactly what i was thinking of right <laughs> yes she gives it to him something like that just to show mm. there's some relationship mm. you do, you can't tell us oh she was very nice to me and we must believe that <laughs> you know yeah, okay. that's uh but yes sorry back to the power scaling right so he, his second battle is against the navy guys Yo, yo, right. that was hilarious, bro. Again, oh, again, ate them all up. <laughs> just <laughs> but again, you know, uh, one small thing, he just, you know, he didn't overthink of it. He didn't try to make a strategy because, you know, in other movies, that's what they would have done. They would have booby-trapped a place, you know, found a safe space and then made their next move. This guy just rocked up to them and rocked them all, knocked their lights out, bro. Mm. So that was that was cool. What do you think? Was that too, too strong? Was that too strong? No, well, they told us that these guys are pussies in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So obviously it makes sense he's going to wipe the floor with them, sure. right? I'm just... Uh, I'm talking about the placement mm. of them. Uh, now, the third one is the weird South African mercenary, right? <laughs> you know, with, out of all the three fights, I would most surprised that guy lasted the longest. That's my whole point here, right? He, okay, first of all, every representation of a South African in a Hollywood movie is an Afrikaans person, yeah, right? Dude. That's why they don't, two, speak, we, we, they don't think we speak English overseas. Yeah, number two, that Afrikaans person is deeply embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the guy from Lethal Weapon 2 who goes, I have diplomatic immunity. Uh, that guy, yeah, yeah. the guy from uh, what's Zach Sander's new movie? Oh. Rebel Moon. Oh, yes. There's a, really? there's a South African mercenary. That movie's on my list, and now yes. you just gave me a reason to watch it. Well, yes, there's always like an Afrikaans mercenary. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, Elysium. Yes, um, yes, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, mm. but. But at least <laughs> yes. some South Africa, and it's nice to see. I don't know, is it like an American person trying to put on a South African accent? I, or is it a genuinely South African person? I have no idea. I've never oh. seen this guy before. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yes. Uh, he in was the movie, very random, though. I must admit, I wasn't, I wasn't right. expecting that. So this random guy did far better than the beekeeper, yeah, right? Yeah. And the other beekeepers choosing to stay neutral also makes them look like a bunch of pussies, right? Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be the best of the best, and they're scared of Jason Statham, right? Yeah. To me, it would have been better if the first thing they did was the Navy guys. Mm. 
those guys get killed, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bec- uh, then, easy peasy. Then they find out, okay, this guy's a beekeeper. Mm. They call in the South African guy because he survived a beekeeper. Mm. He dies, fair enough. Mm. Okay, who can stop a beekeeper? Another uh, beekeeper. And then the final fight is him versus another beekeeper. That would have been, you know, mm. a progression. Mm. The way they did it here was so weird. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> just this random guy. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, what I also found weird about it was, because I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, this guy is too good, man. He never got beat. He That's... never got hit all this time. And he fought all those people. Only when he got to the South African guy was I shook. Yeah. Because that guy, as, even though he survived the longer than the Navy SEALs and stuff, that guy was madly injured, madly Bro. injured. And he did a number on Jason so. and he had the gun to his head yeah yeah and I don't know why he didn't just pull the you know the trigger, villains, bro. Bro. they like to talk too much bro but yes uh, the power scaling all over the place mm. another thing is the daughter says uh, that she's the detective well, mm. she's not a detective mm. she's a FBI mm. she said do I detect a hint of the British Isles in your accent mm. which <laughs> made me chuckle because that's the most <laughs> British man that's ever lived through <laughs> he has that thick accent but then later on I realized that he's actually trying to do an American accent which I didn't realize uh but uh, isn't the beekeepers part of the MI6 unit and like an extension of the English branch of the no, services? No, the beekeepers are outside of the, the system. Oh, so then what, ma- what does it matter where it comes from? I That's guess. my point here, right? Just yeah, say he's, he's British. trying to blend, you know? Yeah, but uh, mm. that accent was horrific, bro. Mm. When, I, when I realized, yeah. oh shit, he's doing, a, <laughs> he's yeah, doing an accent. Yeah. That was not well, good. Well, now that you mention it, maybe he's just trying to blend, you know, trying to speak a different language to fit it. It's the same his, language, it's just uh, a different accent. You, you know, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, then there's some cringe humor in this movie that I didn't find to be funny or endearing at all. Mm-hmm. For example, the daughter's partner looks at the security badge of a dead guy and says, Ooh, he's a handsome guy. Uh, <laughs> Another okay. exa- uh, example is when she says, "I lost my virginity in that barn." You know, when it burned down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Look, uh, to be honest, in all these serious movies, there needs to be some sort yes. of humor. You know? Yes, there needs to be humor, yeah. but good humor. This didn't make this me laugh. Not, not, you didn't find it tasteful. No. No. But uh, there was one line in the movie. <laughs> one yeah, line, right? Uh, Jeremy Iron says. For someone who has elevated fucking up into an art form, you, this may well be your Mona Lisa. <laughs> yes. Yes. I couldn't contain myself. The lights, <laughs> he got the lights, bro. He got the lights. But it came to insulting that yeah. kid and you, telling him how stupid he is. <laughs> he had all the words, bro. You turned fucking up into an art form is fucking well, crazy, bro. <laughs> the Mona Lisa. Mm. Shit. Um... The villains are always talking about NFTs and crypto. Mm. So I don't know if this was made before or after NFTs collapse. Well, do you know what an NFT is? Mm. What is it? I know it's a non-fungible. Fungible. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, a non-fungible token. Yeah, that's the word. I knew, but uh, I understand what it is in principle. Right. Yeah, but it's it's a very silly. The way it was used was a very silly idea, mm. right? So I don't know if this was made. I don't know what the intention of this was, right? Mm. Is it supposed to make these guys seem cool and hip that they, you know, they know about NFTs, they're on the front line, or when it crashed, did they make this after it crashed and it's supposed to be like, 
look at these idiots they <laughs> you know they uh so mm. far they like they're believing in something so rubbish that's how mm. dumb they are it's unclear to me well you know maybe they just found another way to make the nfts possible you know i don't know i understand their whole process but that concept that that camera helmet thing that they had was pretty cool i guess you know i don't know if i bet millions on it but maybe someone else might you know and i don't know what the nft program or nice things was but just that helmet alone you know at least it gave me something more tangible to see and not just think about all these nfts and things. what helmet what are you talking about? they had like this uh like they were goggles that no you... that remember when you get the you buy the helmet and then i think it comes with the nft or something like that but it's a helmet with like a whole bunch of little cameras on it and then they took all the little cameras off and they put them on the plane or am i thinking of a different movie i don't know what you're talking <laughs> about bro. maybe i'm thinking of a different movie my bad uh anyone everyone keeps mentioning that in a hive if the queen is unfit to to lead the hive then the bee will will kill her sorry i just remembered what movie i'm thinking about what that movie with kevin hart oh my god <laughs> i just have to take a moment and say i love kevin hart but that was a, a weird movie it's just love- like you just yeah you're just waiting for kevin hart to be kevin hart and he doesn't become kevin hart i'm not a he's I'm trying not- to be like george clooney the italian job or something George Clooney wasn't in the exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Ocean's Eleven. The no, I'm trying to take George Clooney out of Ocean's Eleven and put, put him, him on the, the Italian job. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Mark and one of them, you know. Mm. Mm. But sorry, carry on. No, 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 no. Um, ha, ha, I, I just want to say I don't like Kevin Hart. I don't find him funny yeah. at all. Mm. I remember like he was here performing. So how did you like this movie then since he wasn't sort of the funny Kevin Hart normally? I oh, I didn't watch it. No. Oh. No. <laughs> well, I guess you should give it a while since he's like I'm saying he's not the normal Kevin Hart. He tried to take a completely Listen, bro. I have things to do. I can't watch a fucking Kevin Hart movie. Okay, but you watch it a big. <laughs> yeah, but look, there's a possibility I might like this. Yeah. Every Kevin Hart thing I've ever seen I just like but i'm just telling you now that it's, it's not a- the same kevin hart that you normally expect you know that's why we are all disappointed as kevin hart fans we're like when did kevin hart stop being kevin you know mm. and now you coming along and you're gonna see him in a fresh new you life. know what fair enough mm. i'm still not gonna watch it but fair enough <laughs> <laughs> i take your I'll point <laughs> right now right now right now right um Everyone also yeah back to what I was saying everyone keeps mentioning that in a hive if the queen is unfit mm. to lead the hive then a bee will kill the queen mm. which made me think that Jason yeah. Statham will assassinate the president but mm. he never does so why do they keep bringing it up that well i think uh, maybe it's just more the principle of it you know it's like a fun fact that yeah. they're just throwing around yeah <laughs> that's actually that's one thing i do like about such movies you know when you just learn an interesting fun fact or two i don't know if like, that's true i like, don't know if that's when, true when what if like, they just made uh, it up when they're like who knew honey is flammable you know i wouldn't have thought honey is flammable but i'm not about to put some honey on someone and set them alight but if it is flammable that would be interesting it's only pure honey not exactly uh, you know not like store bought yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, i would expect that you know yeah but uh, who would thank i don't know a beekeeper clearly <laughs> <laughs> see so they know that they need to assassinate their queen when mm. should get rough 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. Next, despite some political signifiers, like the villain clearly being Hunter Biden. Do you know who Hunter Biden is? Joe's sibling or relation? No, his, his son. Yeah, yeah. His fucking failed son. Yeah. So this guy, he does wild, like, drugs, like crack. Oh, yeah? And he, like, is constantly... Uh, caught with prostitutes oh, and like, <laughs> I can't you now. he's like, you know, I that guy's the son of the president yes, in this movie, yes, and it's yes. clearly based on him, right? Mm, but there yeah, right now, uh, this doesn't satirize anything specific. So I could e- just as easily read the villain as being Don Jr. Mm. You know, uh, Donald Trump's son. Mm. He's also a wild coke fiend, mm. but uh, he he hasn't been caught with prostitutes and stuff. Mm. But you know, the drugs and stuff, I could. Uh, you know, read it as being him. Mm. So the mishmash of these ideas creates a movie devoid of any meaningful politics. So I can't say, oh, this is a left-wing movie, mm. this is a right-wing movie. They just jumbled everything up, yeah. right? Uh, the only thing which you can say for sure is that this movie is pro-old people. Pro-old people? Yeah. Why? There are a lot of old people in the movie. No, it's... He's like... Oh, the most vulnerable in our society is the old people. Uh, it's just they, like babies, but babies so have yeah. uh, adults to look after them. Yeah. Who do old people have? Yeah, yeah. A beekeeper. That's yeah, which I totally agree with. Uh, mm. There's a lot of old people that are left, mm. you know, mm. uh, like sad. Yeah. They, their family yeah. abandons oh. them. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking about volunteering, right? Mm. A very easy way to do practice is to like go to old age homes and like uh, try to entertain the mm. older people and spend some time with them. You know, mm. you know, I'm more of a doing sort of person. But fair I, enough. I feel fair that enough. I feel the I'm not. I could go there and be like, yo, not, let me let me do some things on the list for you. Let me. I'm not you speaking out. to you. Yeah. I'm speaking to anyone. I'm I'm speaking to me though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm a co-host. So All right, I'm just can, saying. Yeah. The listeners, they may want to go to an old age home and yeah. do something, right? So, as a listener, I would also just volunteer your time, your effort, your... Mm. You, maybe if but, someone needs a hug, so you might have to put your big boy pants on and give some hugs. Why would you need big boy pants? That's A hug is not electric. <laughs> <laughs> Look... A hug is just one example. It could okay, be other fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, old people love me. Mm. I just want to say that. Okay. Sure. All, all my friends, like uh, grandparents and whatever, mm. whenever they see me, they're like, "Oh, mm. I don't think my grand likes you." But your grand? Yeah. I don't think I've met her. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what the I'm fuck? Just saying, I your, your granddad loved me. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's a good example right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I talk to old people. Mm. It's like, how's your day? Mm. Basic things like that. And mm. they're like, uh, you see, so you gotta put your big boy pants on and just have a chat. I do do that. Yeah, that's what we try. I visit my grandparents message, every week. You know? I'm gonna go see you them after go this. this Temple with them too. No, I'm not. Let's Definitely go. not. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, let's go. Fresh. I'm not going to the temple. <laughs> okay, fine. Anyway. Uh, ne- I'm just thinking of the bounce that ring there. Sorry. My next point. Mm. If you take nothing else away from this review, please take this. All the action scenes are awful. By that I mean they're not well cut. Okay, what does well, not well cut mean? 
So I mentioned this in the John Wick episode, but the thing that separates John Wick from other action movies is that there are very few cuts, right? Mm. So John Wick, they'll let it play out. Yeah, yeah. They'll just, they won't cut away. They'll just let the action mm. play. These, you know, cuts, 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 mm. cuts. It, it disorientates the viewer, mm. right? Even though you, you, you can still tell what's going on, it's kind of annoying to watch mm. because it's, like you want to see that punch thrown and then mm. suddenly cuts to another mm. uh, view another right scene, another view yeah and ah. this constant cutting does a disservice to the fight choreo- mm. choreography mm. right you want to see how that fight plays mm. out but the keep uh cutting you know it baffles me that action movies still do this when the matrix showed people how to do it in 1999 yes. right and i know the matrix didn't invent it it mm. just mainstreamed the idea of let it let the action play out mm. let's see them fight let's mm. let's actually watch the fight this uh it kept cutting and it made me like mm. uh, i understand what you're saying you know i never thought about it before but you're right the way when an action scene plays out it's nice you can see what's happening you know uh, I think I saw this funny one in John Wick where he walked all the way up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they could have cut to yes. the way the but way you see him fucking rolling stairs, down. But yeah. you see him, yeah. Mm. So uh, that's it. Nice that's why John Wick is so far ahead of mm. all other action movies. Just that simple thing mm. of let's see the action mm. in an action movie. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a revelation. They are, they are the ultimate actionists. Mm. At least for the 2010s. Mm. Mm. Who's gonna be the next actionist? Uh, Fast and Furious now can't be. It's not. That's been going on since before John Wick, so it can't be next. So who's? Uh, well, uh, do you know who Dev Patel is? No. He was in Slumdog Millionaire. Okay, yeah. And he was in what's that movie? Life of Pi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is he in Life of Pi? Okay. I don't so, know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but he's he's in a action like a John Wick style movie coming up soon. Oh, what's it called? I don't know, <laughs> okay, but yes, mind? just Google Dev Patel and okay. it'll probably come up. I got you. Um, right now, despite everything else I said in this review, I had fun with this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not too bad, right. Even though it was so poorly made and thought out, I didn't check my watch at all and it moved quickly. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a six. Okay, that's a favorite thing. I, I think I'd agree, you know, maybe six. I'd give it a seven, you know. Yes, I know you enjoyed this uh mm-hmm. Like Just because I, I know the guy and I like him. But yeah. Like I, know, you know. I like Jason Satham as well. Like yeah. I said, I just think mm-hmm. he, he doesn't choose the best roles. The best roles. Yeah. Sure. All right, cool. Do you have anything else to say? No, no I think uh, the movie was overall pretty good. I enjoyed it. You know, lots of nice little gunfights and scenes. I like to see different fun creative ways people die you know <laughs> so like when they put that belt on him and they pulled him <laughs> into yeah. the, uh, with that car that was interesting you know when like i'm saying when he when he fought all those people it was hand-to-hand combat it's not like there are a lot of weapons involved which i also think is pretty cool yeah, he doesn't yeah. use weapons in this movie yeah that's what i'm saying well him personally not so but like you know the, everyone else they could have yeah. just shot him it could have been over but no. He's just too good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's also what shows how good he is, that he doesn't mm. need to use a weapon. Mm. Mm. Which is cool. He It does make him a bit OP. Like I'm saying, it was weird that he only got hurt later on in the movie by yeah. that one weird South African guy. Yeah. Sorry, if I could just jump in. You know what I was saying about power scaling? Mm. If it could be like he kills everyone with no sweat, mm. and then when he finally comes up against another beekeeper, 
he he's he like he, he's like forced to use a weapon mm. because he can't just kill them with his hands that mm-hmm. that would have been a mm. you know like it shows how powerful a beekeeper is and then like i assume the the idea is to make like sequels where they focus on actual mm. beekeepers, beekeepers that yeah. jason satan can pop in once in a while and be like but like i'm saying this is a vet Yeah. yeah. These are beekeepers. These are fresh puppies. But they're Wait. not. That little chick didn't know what she was getting herself into. She thought she was gonna roll up on him with a huge yes, ass even, gun. Even though they <laughs> they knew, yeah, she's still a beekeeper. Mm. That means something. Mm. I, I, was should, should. No, I was told. I was told. But uh, you know, like I'm saying, don't get so attached to these people because if the movie is about bees, let's think of them like bees. He's trying to keep the beehive safe, you know. But if a bee stings you and it dies, ah, what must happen? <laughs> <laughs> what must happen? True. Yeah. So can we move on to recommendations? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you want to start or can I? Uh, you know what, bro? I've just got one thing that I've been watching a lot of lately, and it's called The Rookie. I don't know if you watched it. Is Netflix. it with Nathan Fillion? Yes, dog. You know, I've also I don't know who Nathan Fillion is, but I just heard of him from I think that movie Big Mouth. You know, Big Mouth. Yes. That girl's got a oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he's, he in was, Firefly. Yes, he was I very big no in idea. like nerd culture in the early 2000s Oh yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. I didn't if, know that. If you okay, do you know who Josh Sweden is? Mm. He made the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So in the 2000s he made a bunch of TV shows like. Buffy the Vampire Slayer yes. like Angel oh, like okay, okay. so one of his shows was Firefly oh, and yeah. and people had high hopes for Firefly but it was cancelled after oh, shit, yeah. I think one or two seasons I can't remember oh. but yes uh, so Nathan Fillion was a big name in the geek community yeah. so he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy mm. he's been in uh, I think he was in the Suicide Squad uh, the okay. second Suicide Squad movie but yes he's a big name he he was also in Castle Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. But yes, the rookie is a cop, yes. right? Uh, I've never what I like about it is it's a series and it's just like a bit I sat down I put one or two episodes on and it's just running and running and running. Now I'm on like season three So, you know, it's interesting always like I just finished watch also Chicago, not Chicago Fire. PD. Uh, no, no, not Chicago PD. The firefighting one. Hospital. Uh, there was there was fire. Fire. Yeah, fire or something. Like, Chicago Fire. Yeah, no, mainly Chicago Fire. I don't know. But it was about firefighters. So it's always interesting with these realistic type job movies because you see different scenarios where people get stuck. Well, people were fighting fires. Now there's like people you seeing the way the police are doing their job and the different types of people they roll out on and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just always interesting seeing different scenarios. I think that's what makes it more interesting each time you want to watch more. You know, but yeah, that's all. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, I listened to a a podcast called Blank Check. They go through directors' filmographies mm-hmm. and. Uh, They they're currently going through a Barbara Streisand miniseries. Okay. She directed four movies. So the the last movie in her filmography is what they did last week, and it's called The Mirror Has Two Faces, okay. which is my favorite Streisand movie. Mm-hmm. It's a love story about a man who's obsessed with sex and a supposedly unattractive English professor who falls in love in an unusual way. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. The reviews say that this is a bad movie, but I had an excellent time with it. 
I thought it was sweet, and like all the other Streisand movies, it was original and unorthodox. I gave it an eight. Okay, sounds pretty good. Mm. Mm. Then I watched the first movie in Blank Checks, James L. Brooks miniseries, Terms of Endearment, mm. which is not the first movie that I watched. I've watched a couple of his movies. I don't go in order mm. for the miniseries. Like, I'll just choose a movie and I'll watch it, and then I'll go listen to the episode and. Mm. Then, Whatever. But this was his first movie. It's called Terms of Endearment. It's a movie about the relationship between a mother and her daughter, and it takes place over the course of 30 years, and it charts their relationship from the daughter's childhood to womanhood. Mm. I don't really connect with this movie, possibly because I'm not a daughter or a mother, mm. <laughs> right? But I think it was well made and especially well acted. Mm. So I'm giving it a seven. Okay. You know, it was good, but uh, I just, mm. not for me. Next is the last movie uh, that I hadn't watched in the James L. Brooks miniseries, I'll Do Anything. It's about a struggling actor who has to take care of his badly behaved daughter while trying to make it in Hollywood. The daughter is so annoying but, uh, that I didn't find this movie endearing or heartwarming. I really thought it sucked. I'm giving it a five. Because <laughs> <laughs> of that, what daughter shows too annoying. Mm. Then I've been watching the late 90s, early 2000s adaptation of Watership Down. Do you know what that is? Mm. It's a TV show. Well, it was a book about these rabbits. Mm. (laughs) Um, It was on the SABC channels when I was a boy. Oh, really? Yes. And I remember loving it then and I love it now. Uh, It's about rabbits finding a new warren to live in. But it's... Uh, it feels epic in scope, like it's a Lord of the Rings, but for rabbits. Oh, really? <laughs> right? Sounds pretty big. I gave it big an eight. Adventure. Yes, it's an adventure, yeah. but for rabbits. Mm. And yeah, very, very good story. Mm. Um, and then this week, a new season of Abbott Elementary started. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I forget, Quinta Brunson. Yeah. Okay, I, I knew her from Twitter. She mm. was just very funny on Twitter and she got her own. TV oh, show. Okay, nice. uh, yes, I love the show on the whole, but I didn't find this first episode to be that great. Mm. Uh, I don't like that they're still doing a will they, won't they with Janine and Everybody Hates Chris. Mm. By the way, Everybody Hates Chris is the lead actor. Oh, okay. In this. Nice. She, I mean, I don't want to say they love interest because it's mm. like it, they're doing a will they, won't they, right? Mm. And I'm finding it tiresome. It's been three mm. seasons now of like, just get have them get together or be yeah. separate, right? Yeah. I don't want this... Uh, this push posh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, some other things I was also watching this week was uh, Home Alone. I enjoyed Home Alone. The first one and the second one came to Netflix, mm. but I think it came a little bit late because Home Alone is set during Christmas, so it would yeah. be better if it came during Christmas. Mm. Yeah, I was also watching a lot of thrillers. Uh, thrillers with uh, psychos, people like. Um, uh, with obsessions and intrusions, you know those crazy movies with people living in the walls, and like someone being mad obsessed with you and chasing you down, and yeah, just weird random movies like those. Wow, well, uh, sorry, what's this called? Thrillers, like uh, yeah. What are the names of the, these thrillers? Uh, the name is. <clears throat> I'll let you know. But uh, <laughs> like I'm saying, it's just a variety of them. Like, for example, anything that has to do with obsession. Like yes, I know. I understand. Like I'm saying. Anything oh, Sailor Tra- where, Yes. Yeah, where people live in the I walls know. and those creepy type movies. I watched one called The Intruder. I think with that guy from, he looked like that guy from Indiana Jones. 
you know the intruder like who's, who, who's from Indiana Jones? The guy, the main guy. Indiana Jones, yes. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like him, bro. It looked like him. Yeah. But uh, the intruder, some guy sells him in the house, and then he has a hard time letting go of the house, and he's trying to sneak in and live with this guy's wife, and you know it's also got Michael Uli, you know that cute guy with the blue eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that my mom always describes him. <laughs> yes, but, I- yeah. I know. Uh, so those type of movies, and then he was in CSI. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Michael he was. And also the Indian Detective. That was pretty. Uh, did you see that? No. The Indian Detective is with uh, Peter Russell or Russell Peters. Sorry, Russell Peters, the comedian. Yes. It's like he took the whole cast of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and he put them over to wherever he is, and he shot a movie in Canada or. Wherever, yeah. So that was a pretty interesting movie. Nice to see South African actors, you know, look being a little bit versatile mm. because it was literally the mom from Kandasamis, the other mom, and the father was yeah. there, and the daughter. <laughs> so it's really like he just took the whole cast and he took them there. Yeah. Mm. So, but he took them to India to film. So he took our Indian people yeah. <laughs> to go to India to mm. film as Indians. Yeah. Well, like Trevor Noah said. Uh, if something were to happen to India, the largest population <laughs> of Indians is in, is in Durban, South Africa. <laughs> so there's a lot here. Yeah, yeah. And speaking mm. of uh, comedians as well, Dusty Slay, I don't know if you watched him, he's a comedian too. Yeah, mm. That was pretty funny, I enjoyed that. He's uh, special. Yeah, he's special. Mm. Uh, I like watching stand-ups too sometimes. It's uh, mm, like just short fun you know and yeah, I'm just laughing I understand the appeal of the yeah. comedy show yeah, so <laughs> out of all the people I watched Dusty's Lane most recently that was pretty interesting I've never heard uh, I'll have to look into him mm-hmm. although I don't watch comedy specials you know yeah but that's what I like about a special it's like just an hour and this person literally makes you laugh the entire time there'll be times when you're watching a special and your mouth is just sore from smiling but <laughs> imagine like, the entire time for one hour straight I've just been smiling that must be pure endorphins pumping all the mm. time you know or other times even if you don't smile like from a facial sore smile you can just get a chuckle or two you know so it's just a nice uh, stress reliever you know laughter is the best medicine mm. these people will literally pay to make you laugh so mm. you might as well take advantage of that if you're feeling down watch a stand-up comedy pretty good pick you up okay thank so are you done here mm-hmm. so thank you for listening please remember to rate review subscribe give a like etc portly needs to be a five-star review uh, three and a half you're dead to me uh-huh. <laughs> four stars four and a half <laughs> might as well just murder my children throw them, throw them in a lake uh, yeah. well look if you have any complaints you can direct them to me I'll be your officer in compliance <laughs> please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries mm-hmm. you can find all our links at paceup.com that's p-a-i-c-i-p.com Please tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. And, and uh, let thank- the family member tell you again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And goodbye. Au revoir.